away from her, you bitch! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ian Freeze! Got the cat! Dear Sam Hibbert. To I'll be throwing one of these in with every purchase of 500 million or more. To peace. Welcome back to DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. As always, much obliged. So it is Monday morning, and I am fresh off of watching a new film. A new film that hasn't even hit the silver screen yet which is called Knox Goes Away, starring Michael Keaton and Al Pacino as well. So the guys at Saban Films have given DMR an exclusive screener for this particular film before it does go up on the silver screen. And I've got to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed this particular film. So let's go over it. But before we do, let's look at a sharp looking suit from MJ Bale. All right. So on the MJ Bale website this morning, and we've got one. Let's have a look at this thing. This is almost like another brown jacket. I did a brown jacket last week. It's camel in color. And it's called the Bovo Jacket and Trouser Combo. Mm, let's look at this thing. Let's have a look. So part of MJ Bale Classics, the Bovo Jacket has been created from 100% Australian Superfine Merino wool grown in New England, New South Wales. New England sounds like a nice place. Might go visit there one day. The noble natural fiber has been woven in Italy into a Super 130s cloth in melange hop sack there you go cut to our slim fit it features a natural shoulder notch lapel half canvas construction and is fully lined with bemberg q pro twill lining a garment of integrity consider the bovo jacket and trouser heirloom Peace. Have a look at this. This thing looks really good, actually. So jump on MJ Bale. The link is in the show when you click on it. And have a look at the Bovo jacket. You'll like this. This is a good-looking suit, actually. I might actually consider getting this in the wardrobe. Very good. Very, very good. I've been doing this job a long time. People like to talk about the targets. I think it made them feel better. I don't even care who the guy is. They never got what it was really all about. Which was, in 10 minutes, they're not going to be anybody. Knox, you okay? Knox. All right, so let's go over Knox Goes Away. So I'm on IMBD, or IMDB, sorry. Knox goes away. It goes for one hour and 54 minutes. It's rated R. It was finished up last year, 2023 movie, but it's yet to hit the silver screen, as I mentioned. So it comes out this year. So the plot of this particular film. So when a contract killer has rapidly evolving form of dementia, he is offered an opportunity to redeem himself by saving the life of his adult son, 
with whom he has become estranged. So let's kick it off with this particular film. I'm going to try to dance around spoiler territory as much as I can. So let's go over the character for Knox himself. So Knox is a contract killer. He is quite methodical. He's got a seasoned sense of self-worth, if that kind of makes sense. So the film basically kicks off with him meeting up with one of his workmates at a diner. Very run-of-the-mill type conversation between the two. Bit of banter, backwards and forth. He's dressed very well. He's in a sharp-looking suit. Probably not from MJ Bale, but sharp-looking suit nonetheless. So... Right off the bat, we can tell that this guy has been around the traps for a while in terms of what he has done in his life, being a contract killer. So right away, we can basically see that things are starting to shift for this particular guy. So he has to go down or fly interstate for a doctor's appointment we do see that in the trailer as well so basically he's starting to get forgetful he's starting to get forgetful he looks like he's in his 60s and basically he's living a bachelor's life as well so his family do know that he is a contract killer and basically the family are split up so he has no interaction with his family his son his wife and he's also got a granddaughter as well that he does find out about a little bit later on in the film so the character of Knox, i do like this guy i do like he's quite a likable character he's suave he's charismatic However, he has to roll the punches and basically go down to this doctor and find out what has happened with his brain. So he is diagnosed with a rare form of dementia. This thing does not take years to occupy his mind and erase his memory. He is basically on a time scale where he has only a matter of weeks until his memory is basically wiped out so that's what i like about this film it's complex it's complex with a complex character obviously contract killers are complex characters because the nature of their industry that they're in basically they have to operate in the shadows on the surface they seem quite normal and leading normal lives but behind closed doors they're flying around countries taking out people planning very very methodically about how they are going to get to their target and get the job done in and out without being noticed by authorities so right away this film did remind me of the killer that came out recently on netflix starring michael fassbender so that was one of my top 10 movies that came out last year and this movie is similar to a degree however picture the character in the killer where he's basically in the later stages of his life and he has been given a diagnosis which is basically a death sentence so to speak where he has to get everything in order before the lights turn out in his memory and all hell is breaking loose in his head so that's basically the synopsis of this particular film (laughs) 
you have a very rare form of dementia. How much time do I have? Weeks. Not months. I'm sorry. That's okay, Doc. Even if I hated you for telling me, I'd forget soon enough. All right, so I'm just having a look on IMDb for one of the reviewers. I've put here 10 out of 10. Exceptionally clever, surprisingly funny. I'll read it. So, Knox Goes Away is an exceptionally clever and surprisingly funny film that invites us to reflect on the fragility of memory and those we have personally lost before their time to dementia and similar conditions. As Knox's journey unfolds, the interplay between characters is tense, suspenseful, hilarious at times, and extremely well acted across the board. Nearing the end of life, moments and conversations are portrayed with an honesty and accuracy that make this film a true human drama. The aging hitman storyline and A-plus cast only add a fun dimension to this otherwise pungent narrative of the human experience. An easy recommend, and I would likely watch twice, I think that means. The twist certainly calls for this. Nice work. Thumbs up. I agree with that in its entirety. So the good thing about Michael Keaton, so this guy has made a very decent comeback in terms of his career. So having a look on IMDb again. So the guy's been in heaps of stuff. He's been in a lot of movies. So as a kid, the standout one for me or there's two actually the standout one for me is batman which came out in 1989 so i was born in 1985 so that is my vintage which makes me 39 years old and when this film came out i was four years old and then i probably started to get into movies around the age of five so the violence in the film is you can basically swallow it if you're a parent and let your kid watch it. So this film basically changed superhero films forever, I think. This is one of the first ones that came out in the late 80s that was an absolute game changer. So we had Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman. So obviously his parents were killed by, in this film, the Joker at some point in his childhood and basically that trauma leads him to turn into the Dark Knight or Batman and then Jack Nicholson who plays the Joker in this particular film is basically transformed into the Joker after a fight or a firefight with the Batman at Axis Chemicals he drops him into a vat of green chemicals and basically becomes the Joker thereafter so he was already a sadistic criminal and then it completely rewires his brain and becomes the ultimate mega villain for that particular movie so it's absolute classic a knockout a knockout so we had michael keaton play batman three times three times so he was in the second one which was batman returns so equally as good you've got more villains in this film which is the penguin played by dane devito then you've also got the anti-hero i would call her which is catwoman she jumps in and out of villain and heroine basically so that film was equally as good i thought so very powerful performances 
as the Batman for him. So then after that particular film, we had Batman Forever, which was played by Val Kilmer. That was one of my favorite movies because I saw that in 1995 when I was a bit older and classic 1990s mega blockbuster movie. It doesn't rate very well on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's a personal favorite of mine because of what it meant to me seeing it at the film. I'm not going to go into all the Batman movies and who was in them, but that's how it kind of went in the 90s. So he then, Michael Keaton that is, came back and portrayed the Batman in The Flash recently. I think it was last year. Quite a good film, I thought. The Flash was not a bad installment at all. But all in all, I think the way that superhero movies are going these days is that they're starting to get a bit on the nose in terms of we've seen it all before. We've had the Marvel Cinematic Universe that came out and with the big movies like Endgame and the Infinity War was too big and they're trying to flog a dead horse. I honestly feel that that kind of period is over. Sorry, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here in terms of superhero movies, but it's relative because we're talking about Michael Keaton. So... Very good as the Batman or Bruce Wayne. Probably one of the best, I would think, alongside Christian Bale as well. He was a very good Batman and Bruce Wayne. So he's been in a heap of films, heap of films. So the other one that's very noticeable, and I mentioned it in my mixed review recently, was Beetlejuice. So very good movie, dark comedy, Tim Burton again. So he's had a lot to do with Tim Burton over the years in terms of him being a main character in the films so they're some of the big ones that he has had since the late 80s and early 90s i'm sorry i didn't mean to show up like this do i know you dad please miles what happened this guy hurt my daughter so i killed him I never asked you for anything in my life. But I'm desperate. Why does he hate you so much? They found out what I did for a living. So there was a period for Keaton where I don't think he wasn't getting work. It just he wasn't in major movies, or from my recollection, I think that was the case. So in 2014, he made a big comeback with the film, which was Birdman. So Birdman was, ironically, about an actor who used to play a superhero and was making his comeback. So it was kind of like life imitating art or art imitating life, whichever way you want to look at it, in terms of the person that he betrayed up on the screen being Batman and he making a comeback in a film. So a very cool film. I really did love that. Ed Norton was in that movie as well. He's been in a fair few other movies since then, like The Founder. As I mentioned, he was in The Flash. So The Founder is about the start of McDonald's, the food chain, and how it was basically franchised and whatnot. I think it was back in the 50s or the 60s when it was just a wholesome business and then the whole takeaway food game exploded. There's a very famous clip of him ordering his first cheeseburger meal, I think it is, and he's a bit perplexed about how to eat it, where to eat it, where are the utensils. I really did like that kind of scene. But the guy's a seasoned actor. He's a seasoned actor, and I can see why they have chosen him, or I think he directed it, actually. 
why he's the main character in this particular show or movie because it is a complex kind of character in a complex film. So, going over the film with dancing around spoilers as much as I can. So, as I said, the film kicks off with him being diagnosed with this rare form of dementia and basically he has to deal with all of it. So, there's three main things that take place in this particular film. One is a job that he is on and you can see that he is on this particular job. You see this in the trailer where he's sent out to this job and things with his dementia are starting to kick in. So you can only imagine what that would be like. You've obviously got the pressure of being a contract killer and then having an own monster in your head in terms of that's blanking out your memories and distorting your reality and how he has to deal with that and also carry out the contract killing so that happens multiple times in the film not the contract killing side of things but scenarios where he jumps in and out of being a normal hitman and taking care of business in certain circumstances like fights or or whatever you see him fighting multiple people in the trailer and how it basically kicks back into gear in terms of yep i'm good to go and then there's other times in the film where his dementia basically takes a hold of the situation and he is very forgetful so i really did love that whole aspect around the film and how it kind of jumped in and out of what this guy is going through in terms of how he's supposed to carry out these contracts and these hits whilst also battling this demon in his head. So they did that very well. They did that very, very well. I liked it. So this film also reminds me of the film slightly to a degree, which was Memento, I think it is, which was the Christopher Nolan movie about the guy. I think he had short-term memory loss, and he had to put a whole heap of post-it notes everywhere to remind himself about what he was doing. So there is that kind of element in this film, but... It's, it stands on the same two feet, basically, in terms of how this film is actually portrayed up on the screen. So that's one part of the movie. The next part is also his estranged son. So I'm not going to go into too many spoilers about what happens with him, but basically he hasn't seen his son in a very, very long time. I think it's like six or nine years or something along those lines where he hasn't seen him and basically he rocks up at his doorstep and he's got a bloodied hand and says that he's really stuffed up and is involved with a crime and he's coming to his dad for help so again i'm not going to go into the reasons why he's estranged from his dad but i like that aspect of the film as well because the only reason why he's coming back to his dad is because he is involved in a crime And he knows that his dad is basically a hitman. So it's kind of a win-win for Knox in this film is that he's reconnecting with his estranged son and his son is coming to him with a crime or a situation that he's involved with that he needs his help with. So he kind of starts to coach the son and trying to get him to get a grip on the situation. 
he's very cool, calm, and collected, especially with dealing with his son. So we see that his son is basically a normal, run-of-the-mill citizen that is not used to dealing with, well, the crime that he is involved with. You can see he's very shell-shocked in relation to how he's acting and how he's dealing with the situation. There's a scene in a diner where they're basically sitting there and Michael Keaton basically says to him, look, you need to get a grip on reality. You need to calm down. You need to breathe. Just chill out. We're here to work it out together and we're here to get through it together. So I like that aspect of it as well. So they did that very well. I think the character development in this film was top-notch. Very, very good. Very, very good. The acting from all people in this film was very cool to watch up on the screen. I really did enjoy it. So we've obviously got a third element to the film, which is him basically tying up loose ends in terms of his dementia because he knows that he is basically not going to be remembering things at all in a couple of weeks. So the film is set over... I think it was seven weeks, could have been a little bit longer. And that was a good element around the film as well. We've got basically the time that is ticking with the clock in terms of him racing against it, racing against his own mind, trying to help out his son, trying to get his affairs all in order. And then that's where Al Pacino's character comes in. So Al Pacino is a supporting cast in this film. And I like that these actors are doing these types of movies they're not big blockbusters like they were back in the 90s or early 2000s or whatever they're smaller indie films that people take time with with character development as i mentioned and they're doing quite well in terms of what it's like up on the screen with these big stars in these intimate settings the police are all over this you don't pull this off. This all goes to hell. It's been worse every hour. It's like a curtain coming down. I'm running out of time. They finally caught up to you, huh? There's no coming back from this one. It was you. What? You turned me in. That's not true, Dad. You're losing it. Something's wrong with you. All right, so all in all, we've got the rating for this particular movie. So the cinematography in it was quite good, very similar to The Killer. The acting in the film is very, very good from all parties and how they portray their certain roles up on the screen. I thought it was very, very good, very intense moments in the film. The runtime on it is very fair, just under two hours. Again, the names in the film... You can't beat him, I think, especially with Michael Keaton's performance. Again, Al Pacino is in it. He plays his hitman boss or the big honcho, the big the big man who basically sets up everything. And it's good that he actually helps him try to finalize everything before his brain basically deteriorates even further. So I quite like that aspect around it. The cons, I don't really have any cons in this film, I don't think. I don't think I have because I enjoyed it. I was engaged with it. I wasn't bored with it. I thoroughly enjoyed the acting in it. So I would highly recommend it. So it comes out in theaters in America on, I think it's the 15th of March or mid-March this year. So I'm not too sure when it comes out in 
Australia, but I would definitely recommend the purchase of a ticket to go and see this up on the big screen. So again, thank you to Saban Films for the early screener and another opportunity to review a knockout film from them. It's a good one. It's a good one, people. So thank you to tuning in to DMR. And as always, ladies on the Menji. Good luck. I swore I'd never be like you. And here we are. You just experienced DMR, the red carpet treatment. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. <laughs> and this is how I met Tyler Durden. Did you know if you mixed equal parts of gasoline and frozen orange juice concentrate, you can make napalm? Uh, Cole, before you go, will you tell Miss Lower goodbye? D- do what now? I said tell Miss Lower. Goodbye. Bye, Miss Laura.